You're listening to the Chasing Fandom Podcast on the Random Chatter Network with your host, Chris McGuffin. I don't know about you guys, but personally, I like when I can see my friends succeed and be passionate about a project that they really like. That is the case with my guest for this episode, Saf, who you may remember as the former host of the Forcecast. She has started her own podcast network, Not Saf for Work, which is also her personal website. I'm a huge fan of Saf and what she believes in, and I was really excited to not only have her on the podcast, but to also see her vision for a podcast network come to fruition. In this episode, we talk about our podcast network, diversity in podcasting, and she also gives some advice on those who would like to start podcasting. It was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So my guest on Chasing Fandom this time is a voice that most of the audience is probably familiar with, Saf. Saf, how are you? Hi. Hi, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've got to talk. I know we saw each other briefly at Celebration, uh, but I don't think we've had you on an episode of one of our podcasts since I think Rogue One came out. Yeah, I think that's right. It's mm-hmm. been a while. Yeah. Well, it's good to talk to you again. You're always a, a very pleasant voice to hear. I think it's Yay. the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the accent does help. So just in general, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I've been really busy with personal projects and less personal projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really good getting to work on a lot of different stuff. That's awesome. Uh, so just in case there are people who don't know who you are, uh, obviously you used to be on the Force Cast. Uh, right now you do a ton of other podcasts, I think, uh, <laughs> along with your own network, <laughs> yeah. which is where, uh, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but just introduce yourself for people who don't know you. Cool. So I am Sam. I'm a podcaster, a game developer, and living in New Zealand. Uh, I have podcasted on shows like Horsecast. I'm currently on Rogue Podron, Western Reaches, Blaster Cannon, of Dyson Droids, and Intergalactic Express, and I've probably forgotten something there. And yeah, yeah, I just really like talking a lot, apparently. <laughs> and you can also generally see my writing on sites like Toshi Station or Making Star Wars. Yeah, I do a lot of writing as well. Yeah, that's that sounds like way too much. <laughs> if you ask me, I, I would probably like, <laughs> feel overwhelmed and drowned in content if that was me. But I got to give you props because you're still here going through it. Yeah, yeah, I got admit like not having a full-time job does help with everything else being freelance gives me a lot of flexibility to fit in all this extra stuff which is nice um yeah i i enjoy it a lot so it's a good time for it so you started up your own podcast network recently i think it launched correct me if i'm wrong but at the beginning of june is that right or july it was the first of july yeah first of july okay i knew it was one of the j's uh, so how did that start? Because obviously you have a, a wealth of podcasting experience, both for uh, big names and smaller names. So what made you want to start a network? So I originally got inspiration for doing my own network around early last year sometime when the Forcecast kind of did its thing where it kind of died. Um, there was quite a big outcry among the Star Wars podcasting community about the lack of diversity in Star Wars podcasting because a lot of it is just two guys 
talking about Star Wars. And it's kind of like all of them, everybody has their own audience and they all have somebody that really enjoys them and there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that the community did have that problem did come up and a lot of people were talking about that. And as that was happening, I was like, yeah, that is definitely a problem. And I wonder if there's some way I can fix that. And so I kind of realized at the time that I had somewhat of a platform and that I'd been really lucky in how I'd fallen into podcasting because I kind of just befriended the right people to end up on two of the biggest Star Wars podcasts really easily. Well, not easily, but like I kind of just fell onto the shows by accident. And I wanted to try and make it easier for other people to get into podcasting when they would potentially have difficulties finding a show to go on or getting the right equipment or even just hosting their shows. So at the time, I was like, I would like to start my own network, but I don't know where to start with this, and I don't have the time or the energy for it. So I kind of put it on the back burner for a while and thought maybe I'll do it later in the year. And then I hit this year, and earlier this year, I was just like, you know what, I want to I wanna do this, because there was another thing that came up, and the same problem came up again. And I could see a bunch of my friends and other people talking about wanting to start podcasting but not knowing how to. So I kind of was like, I don't know if I have time, I don't know if I have energy, but I'm going to do it anyways because I want this to happen and I have to do it at some point. So I just kind of put out the pitch call and just went with it. That's great. That's great. Uh, I I remember when all of that stuff was happening and yes, it it was a big, it was a big mess, I think is, is an understatement to be honest. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I really like your, your, your motivation behind it. Um, you know, obviously diversity and pod and not only podcasting, but really anything within specific areas of fandom, I think, uh, definitely needs improvement and start the star Wars podcasting world is, is definitely one that, uh, definitely one that needs that too, I think. Um, plus, I mean, you guys kind of, and you know, one of the reason why there was such backlash about the force cast stuff was because between you, uh, Megan and Paul, you guys had kind of started bringing up those topics on the show and, you know, it didn't, you know, go with everybody and no, not everybody enjoyed it, but you know, that's just how the, that's how it goes. It's not like you guys were doing anything uh, negative. You were promoting positivity within the fandom. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to kind of take that, uh, the, the fallout from that and uh, turn it into something really good. Yeah. It's good that like it sucked having all of that happen and it sucked losing the force cast because I really enjoyed podcasting with Paul and Megan on that. But afterwards, Megan and I ended up getting a podcast together and then Paul, Megan and I got another podcast together and then I kind of got the inspiration for this network. And so in the end, it was kind of a really good thing, even though it sucked at the time. It, it opened up a lot of doors, which was good. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So you mentioned that your network kind of uh, focuses on um, not only like the podcast content itself being diverse, but also the hosts themselves and, and the people that contribute to it. Um, is, is that something that like you want to ma- like maintain consistency with uh, or is it something you want to be exclusive or is it really uh, for quote unquote everybody you just have a, you have a, a slight uh not preference, but you kind of lean one way, but you're more welcoming to everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I think 
I definitely want everybody to be able to apply and for everybody who wants to get into podcasting to be able to have that chance. I haven't at any point looked at pitches and gone, this is two white guys, I'm not going to accept it because I don't want to be like that. If they have a good idea and interesting content, I want them to be part of the network, basically. So I haven't at any point been like using positive discrimination in building my shows. It's just kind of ended up that the people who have pitched shows that have had the kind of content I want have ended up being diverse podcasters already, mm-hmm. which is kind of my goal, ideally, is that that is what happens, that I get pitched interesting stuff and then the people who pitch it themselves are interesting and diverse people. And I think part of the way I've been encouraging that is by being very open about what I want with the network is saying that I want diverse voices and eclectic content for my network, I think that possibly encourage, and also the fact that people know that I am not like, <laughs> like I am quite a diverse person myself, like, and I'm always promoting other people's stories. Like that's one of the main things I try and do online. And so I think I kind of had that space where people trusted me enough to not be awful about it and not be a terrible person as a network director mm-hmm. um, that, that people who might not normally apply to other networks would have applied to mine. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, I think you definitely give off that vibe. And, you know, I know there are some places out there, and I'm not going to name names, but I feel like <laughs> if you tried to go up to them, maybe uh, as as someone who isn't represented as, represented as much, not just in Star Wars, but just in nerd culture in general, um, if you went up to them and started to try to talk to them or maybe said, hey, can I, you know, maybe be a guest on your show or I have a podcast idea, something like that, you might be scared of, um, of you know, being rejected, not necessarily because you're a girl or because you're not a white guy or something like that. But maybe there's just a little bit of hesit- he- natural hesitancy there. And, yeah. you know, it's good that a person like yourself is, is pretty open about that and is willing to say, hey, you know, I, I want everyone. I want to make sure that everyone gets represented because, you know, that's the ultimate goal. And especially for something like Star Wars, which has had its problems in the past and, you know, currently still does, too, uh, about... Uh, some underrepresentation issues. Um, I think it's it's a very positive uh, aspect to have. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and that's what I've always kind of been aiming for is to be able to be that kind of person that can open those doors for people to podcast with. And funnily enough, I still don't have a Star Wars podcast on the network. Like nothing, I've had a few pitched to me, but nothing that's really like resonated with what I want for the network yet. So I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will get something uh, here eventually. It's so hard to find <laughs> or to come up with like really good ideas for a Star Wars podcast, just because there are so many. And yeah. you know, you can maybe start something, but then it's really hard to get your voice out there and to make sure that um, you know you're you're actually attracting some kind of audience and and uh, making yourself unique compared to all of the others because it is a fight to get listeners and you know we're all we all like to say that we're one big happy family but you know there there is a little bit of competitive nature to it i guess yeah i mean that always kind of comes in when you're part of a community of some kind like everyone 
is generally like generally loves everyone else and supports everyone else but there is always you always do want people to listen to your show and so when it comes into star wars podcasting you do kind of have to think of somewhat something a little bit different or else you kind of are directly competing with a few other people because you're both aiming for the same audience and there are only so many podcasts that people can listen to at once unfortunately yeah that that's that is you know how it goes i know we have a person that um listens to echo base that's in our slack channel and he always it's kind of a running joke because he always says that uh he has like i don't know three or four more podcasts that he has to catch up on for the week <laughs> and then by the next week he has like a complete new list to uh a new list to um download and listen to so he's he's practically never finished which is the gag uh so yeah, I, I, I was that person once. I had so many podcasts that I subscribed to, but it just got to the point where I had to just stop and take a breather and refresh and decide which ones that I wanted to you know, always listen to, maybe ones that I wanted to say subscribe to and not listen to as much, um, and ones that I just had to drop completely. Yeah, I've had to do that as well. I used to listen to a lot of Star Wars podcasts, but then I kind of became friends with all the podcasters on those shows. So I was like, I could listen to these podcasts, or I could hit them up on Twitter and like just talk to them kind of thing. Um, and also, listening to podcasts takes quite a lot of time because... I do a lot of work involving like editing audio or recording audio or writing. I can't listen to podcasts as I do that. So I have to be really picky about what I listen to. And I've gotten really into audio dramas recently. So I've mainly just been listening to fiction podcasts as opposed to discussion podcasts. So what kind of content just in general do you want to have on your network? And I will get to more specific shows that you have right now uh, later. But, you know, is it mainly, like, nerd stuff, or or uh, do you want to kind of branch out and focus on something more broad? That's one of the things, that's been one of my biggest challenges, actually, for setting up this network, is trying to figure out exactly what I wanted for it to look like in, like, a year or so. Um, when I initially got my first wave of pitches, that was something that I really came up against, because I was like, I would, there were some shows that I was straight away like, yes, I want this show. And then there were a couple other shows that were kind of on the fence, and I was like, I need to decide what... I want my network to sound like to decide whether or not these shows are going to fit in the future. And I still don't entirely have a name or a description for what I want, but when I say eclectic content and diverse voices, that's kind of the main goal I have for it, that it's not always going to be nerdy, but there will be nerdy stuff in there because at, at my core is a big nerd kind of thing. But I also want it to be kind of artistic, kind of literature, kind of, musical maybe just sort of whatever kind of resonates with that sort of feeling of something slightly different i guess yeah i i, I like that outlook because as someone who is currently on okay. a what network that gears toward the nerd side over the past year i've wanted to kind of focus on not just like nerdy stuff but entertainment in general and kind of hit multiple sides but you know sometimes it's just you associate yourself with something so much that it's hard to go somewhere else and try to hit another tar target audience because at the end of the day you still have to uh you still have to appeal to your main listener base and if that just happens to be a bunch of nerds listening to podcasts well you know there, there's you can do different things but you're just not going to get listeners unless you really 
really have something you know unique and and put your stuff out there yeah trying to figure out audiences and marketing and stuff has definitely been exciting in certain ways um I'm still I'm still needing to do more work on that because it's definitely an area I don't know much about and there's also not much research or anything on podcast marketing itself but yeah if I go with something like completely out there that's not nerdy at all I kind of do struggle with I don't know I don't know where to get that audience because my audience is definitely largely Star Wars nerds or sci-fi nerds um even though I have a lot I kind of branch out into a lot of different areas that is my main podcasting area so I've had to yeah, consider that definitely. I didn't want it to just be like a nerd network that's just nerd stuff. But most of the podcasts on there at the moment are are quite nerdy based, but they're a little bit they do a little bit different things. So speaking of that, what exactly is on your network right now? I only know of one podcast, uh, which I, I think is the Wonder Woman one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, when I say I have yeah, something that is my that's my most like straightforward kind of nerd podcast that I have. It was the first one I ever got pitched to me. Um, Michael Dett, who is one of the hosts on it, I think when I tweeted earlier this year that I was going to be opening up pitches soon, he like messaged me and was like, I'm pitching you this now. And so I kind of pre-approved him for it because <laughs> he was so excited about it. And the other co-host, Maya, is also a friend of mine and I know that she has some really good opinions and that she would bring a lot to the show. So I want them both. So that was the first one I approved. It's just talking about Wonder Woman a lot. They are both adorable to listen to, and they have some really good opinions. So I really enjoy them, Um, though I'm not much of a DC person myself. It was kind of a surprise to me that the first podcast I got on my network was a DC Comics podcast, because, yeah, I've never really been into that. But I I like the idea of it a lot, and I've really enjoyed what they've been talking about so far. So that that is my, my first one and kind of my most mainstream one I guess um one of the others is Woe Nessie which is one I was excited about from the start which is um the two hosts Amelia and Jade are basically doing research they pick a cryptid or a mythological creature or some kind of fantastical beast kind of thing and then they do an episode about it so they research like cryptozoology basically so they kind of talk about what it would actually be like in real life um, talk about the history of the creature, the myths of the creature, and then they decide whether or not the creature is actually true or a real thing that they believe in. And they're both just so cute, and they've got such a good chemistry together. They're so adorable and so funny, and I honestly get so excited whenever I see a new episode because I'm just like, I can't wait to listen to this. Um, their latest episode was about Godzilla, and I actually learned quite a lot about Godzilla. Like, I've never really... I've seen the Gareth Edwards movie, but I didn't pay attention to it because I'm the worst. And I didn't know anything about like the the background of Godzilla and the metaphors that he represented in the original movie. And so yeah, I actually learned quite a lot about like history and Godzilla himself from that episode, which was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that that actually sounds like a really interesting podcast and it's something that's unique too because I would never think of it and I'm pretty sure that there's really nothing else mainstream out there that's like that. Yeah, and Jade herself is has studied animal behavior, and she works with, like, big cats and other creatures. So she actually has quite a lot of knowledge on 
animal behavior and animals in general, which you can tell when you listen to the show. So she kind of brings a bit more of a science side to it, which I think is a really interesting twist when it comes to talking about these things. And then I have Queerly There, which is a solo podcast by Rowan, and it's quite a it's quite a short podcast, so it's like a 15 minute long thing, which is basically a love letter and a nerdy critical analysis and a queer rant about media through the lens of LGBTQIA. So it's a bit more of a critical podcast, but it's got a lot of bad puns, some humor, and a really catchy theme song that whenever I hear it gets stuck on my head for like three days straight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's a really good little short podcast that I really like. And Rowan is... As, uh, has done a degree in philosophy and classical studies and is at the moment studying creative technology, majoring in film, and has done a bit of podcasting before that. And Rowan is someone I've known for a while, but haven't talked to all that much before they submitted the show. And I really love their opinions. And they yeah, they, they tell a lot of puns on the show, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I really like that show. And I think there's a new episode of that coming out really soon, which I'm keen for. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, there's the Intergalactic Express, which is a show that I am part of. It's me, uh, my and my two friends, Kenty and Alex, who are both writers. Um, Kenty is a game developer as well as me, so it's kind of a show about talking about games, books, and whatever, like escape rooms, things that we just kind of like that have storytelling ability, and looking at it from a creative lens, so of like. We talked about The Beginner's Guide, which is a a game that came out a few years back. We talked about that in our last episode, which is going up this week, I think. And we basically looked at it from the point of view of, like, what the game was doing, how it worked, and why it worked so well, and what it was doing, um, and kind of lessons we could learn from it when it comes to narrative design and writing, um, and also metaphors and how much some of us like reading things shallow instead of actually looking into metaphors. So... Yeah, it's kind of what we do is we take things that we really enjoy or we really hate and we kind of pick them apart to see why they work like that. Okay. I like that. It it seems like you have a really, I don't want to say diverse because that's the point, Uh, (laughs) a very uh, almost intellectual roster of podcasts. I mean, yeah, you have Wonder Woman, which is a lot more, you know, it's less, I don't know, critical and and thought-provoking. But the other three are really like all um, more, you know, you kind of got to pay attention. You just can't like put it, put it in the background. Yeah, definitely. They are definitely more analysis-y kind of, but they all have a lot of humor and goofiness to mm-hmm. them as well. Like I don't want anything that's straight serious. And I don't think I would accept something that was straight serious just because I wouldn't be interested in it myself. Um, the one thing, yeah, with, with the lasso, um, Maya is quite a, like, she talks quite a lot on Twitter about, like, diverse, um, analysis of stories, and she's very, she's very open about that stuff, which is really good. So I think she brings a, quite a bit of that to Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and to the, to the podcast. So even though it is kind of more of a straight nerdy podcast, it has a bit of that critical analysis as well. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you were able to find, um, not only podcast ideas that kind of revolve all revolve around that general uh you know analysis theme but also some it sounds like you have some really uh energetic and passionate hosts which honestly can be sometimes difficult to find when it comes to podcasting 
Oh yeah, that's for sure. I definitely wanted to make sure that everybody involved was passionate about what they were doing. Partly because it makes it easier to um, manage them as a director, but also just because you can tell when you listen to a podcast and the people who are hosting it are passionate about it. And it brings something else to it. Like, it brings a kind of joy to listening to the podcast as opposed to when either it's their job or they are kind of sick of it by now or they're just talking about something because they think it'll bring in more listeners. You can kind of hear that and it doesn't ever feel quite as good. So I I was kind of aiming to get people that seemed really, really enthusiastic about their ideas because that's what I like listening to. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So what do you have uh, planned in terms of any uh, future shows? Has there anything that's been announced that you've accepted that just hasn't been released yet? Or is there anything in the works that you can discuss? There are a couple shows that have been pitched and are tentatively accepted. So they might be announced soon. Um, The ones that have been announced that I haven't named or actually talked about much because I haven't started work on them yet are... A Dragon Age RPG podcast, which is DM'd by my co-host from Intergalactic Express, Alex, um, which will be kind of a storytelling thing, Dragon Age, so nerd, and yeah, an RPG podcast, because we play a lot of D&D, um, my friend's here with me in Auckland, so we kind of wanted to bring that into podcasting, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to try and figure out a slightly different way of doing it so that it's more storytelling and more fun, so I need to do some research on that, which is why we haven't really started work on that yet. And then there's also going to be, like, on my on my website I have it written as Inclusively Queer Podcast About Games and Game Development, which is kind of basically what it's going to be. Um, I went to a convention earlier this year called GX Australia, which is the Gamer GamerX convention in Australia. And it was its last year this year. So one of the developers, one of the developers, one of the creators of it, of the Australian version, kind of did, like, a little talk about what they want to see from everyone even though gx is closing down and not happening anymore in australia they want people to take that idea as a springboard and make their own new things and i kind of really enjoyed that convention because all of the panels had really diverse content and diverse people talking on the panels about these like niche subjects that were in some way related to queerness or games or game development and so i kind of want to take that idea and then build a podcast on that so it'll be like a few people who have a really intense interest in this really niche thing related to those things and then them just talking about that in like kind of a panel form not really interview form but yeah more of a panel thing Mm -hmm. um and so it'll be a rotating cast basically and then i would be like a moderator to make sure everything runs nicely (laughs) (laughs) so that those are my two big ones i also have vague plans for an audio drama that i want to start work on next year awesome yeah i after the uh, Far, Far Away radio audio dramas and then the upcoming Star Wars Convergence. Like, I am all about those. I would I would gladly listen to something um, like that, too. Yeah. Audio dramas have been, like, my jam for the last <laughs> six months, I think. I have, I have some friends who just kind of recommended me a few, like, a few years ago. And then at some point this year, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to listen to these. Why not? Mm. And so I started listening to them, and I just kind of got devoured by audio drama podcasts. So I listen to quite a few now. And as the year wore on, I was just like, I need I need to make one of these at some point, because it seems like such a cool storytelling format, and I want to dive into that and explore that a bit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if you would like to uh or if someone would like to pitch an idea to you or 
if they would like to maybe do their own podcast, not necessarily on your network, but with anything, what kind of advice do you have for them? Because I know that you were on a panel at Star Wars Celebration about that exact topic. Yeah, so when it comes to starting your own podcast, there if when it, okay, first off, if you want to pitch to my network, if you go onto notsafework.com and go into the podcast like thing, like click the podcast thing at the top of the page, you'll find the pitch submissions um post. If you scroll down enough, it's in there somewhere. So that if you want more info on how to pitch to me directly, you can go look there. When it comes to starting a, like a podcast on your own, the biggest things to consider are like my my biggest advice, I guess, are considering what what you're wanting to achieve with it, um, so that you kind of know what you're aiming for and where to. Not particularly advertise it if you don't want to do that particularly, but like how you so you know how to kind of format your podcast and what you're going to do with it. So you kind of look at what you're aiming for what are your goals with it and then you think about where you want to host it so do some research on that i'm currently on soundcloud which may die soon so i can't recommend that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah soundcloud may have been a mistake we'll see in like a few months um there are heaps there's heaps of resources online for like where to host how to host um you do generally unless you find something like soundcloud you do generally have to pay a little bit for that so do be aware of that um and then there's always, like, I mean, yeah, my biggest advice is kind of just figuring out hosting because that was one of my biggest struggles was figuring out how to host, like, five different shows and then put them all in the same place. Um, yeah, and I would also say, like, listen to podcasts that you kind of want to be like and see what they do and see where they put their podcasts and what they do with them and potentially where they're hosting if they ever say that. Um and then also get it on iTunes. I mean, like, everyone says that, but iTunes is, like, the easiest place to share, and it's it's really easy to get a podcast on there once you've got it up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was setting this one up uh, for the first time, I always thought it was, like, super difficult to get something on iTunes, and then I realized just how yeah. easy it is. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was, like, some intense submission thing, and then I actually did it, and it's just, like, you set it all up, like, because I use the PowerPress WordPress plugin, which I think everyone kind of uses, um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, if you don't know anything about that, it's a plugin for WordPress that you can put your hosted episodes into that and make a post, and then it'll kind of, your RSS feed will run through your site, so you submit that feed from your site into iTunes, and basically set it up in PowerPress, and then just put a URL into iTunes, and it submits it. It's that easy. Like... I honestly thought it was going to be way more intense. And then when I submitted my first couple shows, I was like, oh, okay. That was, that was real simple. <laughs> yeah. If only things uh, in the podcasting world were that simple, I think life would be much easier. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. All right, Saf. Well, uh, that's all the questions that I have for you. Um, is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to make sure people know about? Basically, like, if you have something that you think might fit the idea of this network, pitches are still open, and they're going to remain open for, like, the indefinite future. Like, I don't plan on closing them anytime soon, because I want to hear ideas. Um, So that, yeah, that's kind of the main thing, is that it's still open, it still can be found. It's all on my site, notsafwork.com. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll put links to... uh all of this in the show notes too so people can just click and they don't have to (laughs) go through the the trouble of typing um yeah i want to encourage people to 
uh, send submissions to you because even though you know, even though if you don't accept them, um, you know, you'll you'll never know unless you try. Yeah, and I encourage people to even if they don't send in submissions or even if they don't get through with submissions, I encourage everyone to start a podcast anyways because it is a lot of fun to do it and. I'm always I'm always around to ask questions about podcasting because I like to help people start whenever I can. And speaking of being around, what is your Twitter? Because I know you're very active on there. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Twitter. My Twitter is at Wanderlustin, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T-I-N. Okay. And do you have any more websites aside from your podcast network or not? Uh, no, my main site is just that one site, which has okay. kind of everything on it, because I didn't think everything through. So yeah, if you want to read any of my writing or like see any of the podcasts, it's all on that one site. Okay, cool. All right, Saf. Well, I think that's going to do it for this. Uh, so I want to thank you again for uh, chatting with me tonight. And uh, I really hope that your network is, ac- is as successful as I think it will turn out to be. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been good talking to you again. So thanks again to Saf for joining me for this episode of Chasing Fandom. Don't forget to check out her website, notsatforwork.com, her podcast, Blaster Cannon and Western Reaches, and all of the great things that she does online. If you'd like to send me feedback about this episode of Chasing Fandom, you can send me an email at chris at randomchatter.com. You can also find me on my social media accounts, Twitter, at the Curse of Chris, and at Chasing Fandom. There's also the Random Chatter Facebook, facebook.com slash randomchatternetwork. If you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash randomchatter. We have a lot of great perks there, including the $1 a month perk, which gets you into our Slack channel. It's lots of fun, so definitely check it out. Finally, leave us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Any kind of rating or review helps, and please tell your friends and family about us as well. Last but not least, the music you hear in this podcast is The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth by iFight Dragons. You can find out more information about them at iFightDragons.com or at iFightDragons on Twitter. That's all for this episode of Chasing Fandom, so until next time, take care. <laughs>